0: up 24 is on a mission to empower advisors to deliver better financial futures for their clients. They're dedicated to customer service excellence and delivering innovative product solutions that create value for advisors and their clients. These are just some of the reasons why advisors rate them number one for overall satisfaction and why their managed portfolio solution has been rated best in market five years running. up 24 believes nothing happens in isolation. So they're working together with advisors, licensees, and industry leaders to leverage their data and technology expertise to help solve key challenges in the delivery of financial advice, so more Australians can access cost-effective advice. Welcome back to the XY Advisor Podcast. I'm Fraser Jack, and today I'm joined by Andrew Ferguson. g'day, mate. How are you going? Very well, thank you. Now, you're from Webster's Wealth Partners uh, here in Brisbane, and we're very we're very lucky to be able to record this live in live in your boardroom. Uh, thank you for joining me. Thank you. Thank you. For now, me. do you want to give us a quick overview of uh, your business at the moment?
1: Okay. Well, look, we're just a small boutique-style sized uh, business, sort of three, four type of advisors. Um, we run a small office and we've been running a lot of clients over the last 10 years um, and we're just working towards uh, restructuring the business in the current sort of environment, make but sure it looks right and yeah, it's
0: manageable. And Yeah, you and everybody else yeah, at the same time. Yeah, running around
1: like a mad chicken.
0: Yeah, crazy times. Now, uh, let's go back and, uh, and explore your journey because you've done a lot of things along the way in building this business to, to what it is today. How did you get into it? Well, look, my wife was a mortgage broker.
1: And I was in hospitality at the time and we were looking, I was selling my business. Um, I'd been running a you know, hospitality business three years and it was during the floods and the up and down of the, well, look, it was a crazy time, You know, six months of rain and then extremely busy times after that and then flatlined. Um, so she'd been broken for, you know, five, or six years doing that um, and working in as a broker in a financial planning business that was high volume, they were just making telephone calls and bringing in all sorts of clients, not very financially savvy clients. Um, and she ended up doing more budgeting and, you know, restructuring for them as a as a broker than helping them get into a decent position and, you know, 12 months later they'd be back again in the same yep. sort of position. Anyway, she um, we're looking to buy a mortgage broken book and – then we just couldn't find one. Really, we had a few people try to grift us out of a few assets um, that that weren't actually for sale, and trying to sell them anyway. We eventually uh, started looking at at planning books, um, and at that stage, we essentially weren't even in the industry before we, we bought our first
0: business. Wow, it's incredible, isn't it?
1: Mm, it's very very odd.
0: Yeah. So you so uh, you know that's an interesting process that you went through when it comes to you know you sort of. Mention the idea that it's not as easy to, as it looks to, to purchase a business.
1: No, it's not. Well, look at it is. It's fraught with danger. It's it's a quite an easy thing to do, to, but it's not easy to come out the other side without getting into a lot of trouble.
0: Yeah, Funnily enough, not everything's written on the label.
1: No, it's and look, just there was so many different problems with the first transaction. It was we, we took over from a lady who got banned by ASIC um, for general scalawag behaviour. Not, yep. essentially not, not changing with the times. She just did whatever she used to do, didn't do the paperwork. Yeah, Everyone was set in the same risk profile and during the GFC, everyone was in geared, double-geared right. products. And then 2007, most of them lost a fair bit of money. Yep. Um, claim after claim. And so when did
0: you purchase? That
1: was about 2012.
0: Yeah, okay. So they'd been through a bit of a roller coaster. Yeah. They came out the other side. She, just- she'd said, no, I'm going to sell. And you'd come along a little bit naive, you could probably say. And no, obvi- said obviously. Yeah. yeah, yeah, and said, Oh, that's now that sounds okay. And 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 walked into uh walked into that.
1: That's yeah, it. well we could sort of came in as the cleanup crew. Um with yep. that business was with Welshore, which was um they helped us a lot. Yeah. They wanted they wanted us to essentially well, we did all the work and then they looked over everything just to make sure, as of a licensee to make sure yep. that they weren't going to get into any more trouble because yep. there was claim after claim after claim for that lady. She just put her head in the sand and just ASIC um, ASIC struck her off. Um, she had this grifter boyfriend who was, a sh- you know, share trader um, influencing everyone. Yeah. Um, and anyway, that was that's another story altogether. So, so
0: you guys came in as the the night and shining armour just. Wrapping your arms around the clients and making sure that they're okay, and, and then making sure they were structured properly, and, and from here on in, did, did, was that a difficult? I mean, I, I know it's going to be a difficult thing, but was it was it a thing where a lot of clients in went, "Well, uh, now I'll go somewhere else"? Or?
1: Look, we Stephanie did a magnificent job because she was the only one who was technically um, had a dipf dip yeah, yep. FP at the time. Yep, the so um, I quickly got mine. While we were trading, yeah, um, so I could get on the get on the wagon because you were seeing twenty you know, odd clients a week, yeah, just trying to meet them all, get around them all, say Yeah, uh, we had a team of people feeding them in, when we had a box full of paper. You know, there was no no systems, no anything back then. Um, and then just Stephanie had to learn on the fly, sink or swim it was.
0: Yeah, this I and mean, this is an incredible journey. Obviously, as you mentioned, you've gone from boxes of paper that yeah. were mixed up to you know fantastic systems and processes in place. But we'll we'll follow that journey along. Yeah, step, um, by step so uh, so tell us what happened next. You sort of you, you rallied around those clients. so You, you oh. made sure they were okay. You then, uh, which I guess you were chasing your tail because you are still on the same old systems.
1: Yeah, well that was uh, Well, we 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 had to build them from scratch. Yeah, um, and it was a bad transaction because we we only. <laughs> This is this is one of the things we learnt um, when we're given the the paperwork for the um, for the revenue. We we thought we were buying x hundred thousand dollars worth of revenue anyway yep. because of Asgard's old SIS software and and um, I can't quite remember what the the commission software. It's gone now. It's anyway. It would if if you had an existing client and you do a new piece of work for them. Um, the software couldn't split up whether an upfront free fee was upfront or ongoing back in those days, and so the revenue statements that we got when we were doing our due diligence, they had you know these large. We we thought we had a whole heap of large clients, but that that money was coming through in the ongoing column.
0: That was the new business stuff. That was new. Sure. A lot of little insurance yeah, yeah. or whatever
1: it may have been, and so we we only ended up with two thirds x yeah um, when we took over, and so the there wasn't even enough revenue to cover the costs of, you know, how we'd set the business up based on, you know. It's crazy. How it was represented. So it ended up in a a blue in court. So that was an extremely expensive and horrible (laughs) period of time that, us doing all the work.
0: Yeah. Yeah. That's crazy. So that's really just sort of like diving into the deep end and, or being thrown into the deep end with a lot of into that. Into the stuff. fire. Yeah. Into the fire. <laughs> into the fire. <laughs> we're not in a pool. We're in a fire. <laughs> okay. Uh, so that was that the first 12 months or, or 18 months or uh, two yeah, years? Was, how, how long did that take? Oh, it was a couple
1: of years that, yep. that mission.
0: Yep. And so then you're a two year old business, sort of getting out of the fire, coming out of the fire with that. Mm. Uh, where to? What, what happened after that? Oh, look, we
1: just needed more revenue. Look, we had far too many clients far too many people to look after um, and, you know, it was interesting the um, the ex-advisor had sort of categorised them ABCD but more on relationship and I understand why she did that now and it, 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 to a degree it makes sense but, you know, um, anyway, we, we had to purchase another book. Off, we well sure went under, we could see that they were, You know, losing staff members, you know, one day there wasn't even a receptionist when we rang up, you know, and it was whittled down to about, I don't know, two or three people Yep. because the um, Queen, I don't know, he was the state manager, he ended up getting the whole group in trouble by doing advice on some sort of fund that was not on their APL and the the CEO of sure got banned for life. So
0: right, so this is this is you know no fault of your own. You've been you've been peddling and like crazy to try yeah. and get yourself out of a fire, and and then all of a sudden now it's something that's out of your control. Yeah, well that's
1: and that was it. And then we said, right, well, we'll look, we've got to find another dealer group because this is just the position is untenable. Yeah, um, and they're going to you know we're going to sink if we yep. stay here. Yep. So we needed. um no, really, a bit more revenue to even meet some lending criteria.
0: Yeah, yep. Because um, yep. when you when you borrow to uh, to buy a book, yeah, you've got to make well, sure that you've got revenue coming in, and there's well, a lot um, of uh, governance from the bank's point of view.
1: Well, that's it. And and look, we've we we gave them the statements and said here's what the revenue is, and we only just fit into the policy then. And then when it turned up that we didn't even have the revenue to begin with, put us in a very difficult position. Yep. So we had to. Book, we were looking around for a for a dealer group. Um, <clears throat> And then we went, we got in touch with um, FPSA, which are the Heiners the who own NetWealth. Yep. And they, back in those days, they were running a dealer group. Yes. And they were nice enough to sell us a small part of their Bridgeport
0: business. And so was that subject to you going across to their license? Essentially. Yep. Well, it, was, it was a deal. They, they,
1: they helped us out. Yep. A, it wasn't a lot of revenue, yep. but you know, 50K was enough to get us um, up above that, that policy. Uh, all that, that lending criteria.
0: Yep. So technically that's the second book you've purchased. Yeah,
1: and uh, that was purely to get a loan. Yeah. To pay out the last part of the last transaction.
0: Yeah, right. Okay, so borrowing more to pay out more and and, and as you go, tell us about that one. How did that go? Well, that, that was transition? actually a very good little book.
1: There was about 100 people in there and they were all, um, back in those days they they didn't need to be serviced to keep generating yep. revenue. So, I, you know, that's where I – I sunk my teeth in. Did a lot of insurance work. Did yeah. a lot of taking clients out of old products that were expensive. Yeah. Uh, Mickey Mouse sort of super yep. insurance business to get so there my was a head around the the industry.
0: Good opportunity for you to grow that book into a, a solid business. Um, did you do your? How, how was your due diligence on that business based on your first experience?
1: Oh, it was a lot better.
0: Yeah. We knew what we're talking about. <laughs> you knew what to look out <laughs> for. All of a sudden.
1: Yeah. I uh, uh, I've become. Well, in my opinion, you know, from where I was an expert on the contractual side of things, um, from where we started, you know, we've learned so much, and we've done four transactions now. So I'm very, you know, the amount of detail I've, I go into with the, when I'm looking at an acquisition. We're not going to be doing that again, but
0: yeah, yeah. Um, I'm going to ask you about that yeah. in a minute too when we get to it, but because uh, I want to know what that detail mm, looks like. Mm. So because I think it's really important. No, it's so, it's critical. Yep. critical. So the second book was good.
1: Yeah, it was good. Look, it would have um, you know, i turned enough revenue out of it in a year or two to pay for it. Yep, and increased it. So yeah, it was. It worked out really
0: well. Yep, still paying down debt. Yeah, still yeah. paying down loan forever where, day. <laughs> where did you get to from there?
1: Well, then we we look. We still had um, we would look. We kept growing client numbers. You know, the referrals coming over. We still needed more revenue because the costs of running it were still. You know, we're only just making a
0: wage. Yep. And, and that's the trap that you get into. Isn't that interesting? You know, like you, you, you buy a business but you're just buying a job?
1: Yeah. Yeah, it is. It, it's, it's something people need to be
0: very aware of. Yep. So what was the, what was the step?
1: Look, so to... then we, we, we realised, look, we don't have any more capacity for, you know, doing full service work. Um, I said, look, why don't we buy a couple of risk books? Because, you know, we can generate revenue out of them. They can sit there as an you know, income and we just go through them at our, and when we've got time, and you know, I, I've hit those really quite hard. Yep. Because I, you know, were, what did we buy? I can't quite remember At This juncture it was maybe two hundred and fifty thousand dollars worth of risked income, yep. and there's a f- few old legacy products in there, some very old expensive jobs, so they were yep. an easy transition over to some cheap, you yep, know, affordable and much much yep. better position. Better for value the client. for money. Yeah.
0: And, uh, and so that was uh, what what year was that approximately? Think? well look that was probably four years ago yep yeah so before all the, the changes in that uh, mm. in that environment yeah but well as the as the lift legislation
1: started to come in you know that's it was a, probably a year before that before yep. they started cascading the, the commissions yep. down to where they are now
0: and so those two books were that in quick
1: succession at the same time yeah okay yeah because yep. we wanted to you know make sure we got up. Over our expenses,
0: yeah, okay, and then so it kind of feels like it was a little bit of chasing your tail with revenue and then expenses and those sorts of things yeah, all the way absolutely, through, absolutely, absolutely, yeah. which is a pretty big thing for I think most business owners. Well, go through there.
1: Look, if you don't set these businesses up and and structure isn't right from day one, it is really difficult. Yep, and it puts a lot of stress on everyone. But if you do it right, it's you know, yeah, it's it's terrific.
0: Yeah. Did you feel like your structure was right at that point? No. <laughs> looking back, <laughs> probably did at the time, but looking back, you think. It-
1: no, it was better though. It yeah. was
0: better. Yeah. Um, it's only in the last few years that we've got everything, you know. It, it took us five, six, seven years to start to yep. plan out. Before you could look back and go, actually, now we need, I really need to know what we're doing or, or I need to know. These well, we, things or we need to do. These things.
1: Look, we just now we know we're we're in a position where we we don't take any business that comes our way. Yep. We say this is what you know from our referrers, We say this, this is what a client needs to look like for us to even look
0: yep. at it. Okay. So yeah. you're quite clear around the 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 demographics and the, yeah. and the suitability criteria.
1: Yeah, that's it. That's it. Well, there's only something you know, and in the middle of that, you know, I got crook for about five years. So right. That took a fair bit out of Yep, My the steam out of my, you know, ability to work. A couple of children, very hard to find the time then to run a uh, well, run the, a busy you know, and that's what's changed everything. Yep. You know, this from when we hit the second child, um, you know, there was you know you lost half a person at least. Yep. Yeah, yeah. So now that you know we've got to say like, you know, the client needs to look like well, essentially a perfect client yep. for us to be able to put them on.
0: Yeah. So it's been an interesting journey, isn't it, all the way through to now. And, and so what about those uh, clients that came on originally? Uh, have you been? Yeah,
1: they're all still with us.
0: Look, we, we really yep.
1: didn't lose. We hardly lost anyone yep. out of the transit. Like you can lose if you're not like, really good with people. Yep. You will. There'll be a lot of yep. um, drop off. And if you haven't got your contracts right, um, you're going to end up paying for revenue you never received and you'll be in even more trouble.
0: Yep. Um, that's why doing the contracts is so important. What, what tips would you give when it, when it comes to the importance of the contracts? Is there anything people should be looking out for, oh, look, both, you, both as a buyer and a seller?
1: Well, look, firstly, you've got to make sure that the revenue is there. That's, yep. that's the most important thing. You know, they talk about a rise and fall provision. There's, you know, there's no rise provision. You, you, it's always just a fall provision. You make it a fall pre- provision. Yep. Um, you've got to make a provision to make sure that if clients are non-communicable, you can't get in touch with them. After X amount of attempts, you, you write them off. Um, whether you pick them back up again at a later stage or not, yeah, there they're, I've got about three or four sort of I can't I haven't looked at a contract for about four years so I can't remember all of them. But you've got to make sure that you've set it up properly and you need to write the contract yourself. Yeah, and and even even a solicitor, I well, we went went see a specialist solicitor in financial services, and even she look she knew the law but she didn't know the the industry as well as as I did from an
0: acquisition perspective. Yeah, there's law and then there's pitfalls, isn't there? Yeah. Those businesses, you probably purchase them are based on multiple of revenue. Mm-hmm. How do you see that as a model? And, and the ch- obviously it's sort of one of those things I've spoken to people, they don't sort of think that's going to be the, the way of the future?
1: Well, I don't know what it, look for the low, small books, I don't know what else you're going to do. Um, they're they're, they're going to be very low multiples from now on, I'd say. And then you're just going to be talking about an EBIT valuation which has skyrocketed, you know, I, what is it, the uh, Forte Asset Solutions, you know, they're selling businesses sort of seven and a half times EBIT mm. once you get over to that threshold of a mill.
0: Yep. But they need to be profitable to do that obviously.
1: Mm. Yeah. I'm looking, I'm, you know, I always keep my eye and ear out yep. looking at things and they, some of them got very small client numbers and then some of them have got they might have fifteen planners running around, and you know they've got similar sort of
0: profitability. Yeah, inefficiencies <laughs> as left, right, and centre.
1: Well, it just creates dramas, and the more people, the more room for error.
0: Yeah, it's a good point. Really? Yep. So tell tell me about your licensing journey. So that uh, you were still with uh, the uh, the old net wealth license.
1: Yeah, that's then. right. Well, that look they, the Heiners, are, you know, super successful with their net wealth. They they started off, I think. Back in those days we were look, they were talking about they had $3 billion on their platform. Now it's, it's you know, seven or eight times that. Yep. You know, they're worth a fortune and they just came. We went to the Peter Day in Sydney one day and they said, righto, 60 days, we're shutting it down. And so we, we had to scramble around to go and find another licensee. And, and, you know, every time you go to another licensee, they say, righto, you've got to do an, a full statement of advice for every yep. every client and it's just it's far too much.
0: Yep. Very hard, isn't it, to change?
1: Well, if you've got lots of people, um, you've got to you've got to start from scratch with every file, um, and you've given a twelve month period to do it. Yep. Otherwise, you you know you've not met your obligations under the you know exit deed. Yep. yeah um, Fair enough. Um, and you're so- not not control those exit deeds. The exit deed.
0: What? Uh, yeah. Uh, tell me about. Um, and and for those people that everyone's got an exit deed, uh, it's good. It's good that you read it, and know what's in it. Um. Tell me about the, from there, so what happened after you were given 60 days?
1: Well, we we met with a whole heap of different, they wanted to hand, hand everyone over to Fortnum. They just said, ruddy, you can have, yep. you can, essentially you have the people. There was a, no. I don't think there was any transaction. So we met, um, Fortnum came along to the PD80 and then um, we didn't think it was quite right and plus it wasn't, the FPSA was one of the cheapest dealer groups out there at the time. A wonderful group, um, really helpful, and we loved you know, really liked it. There, we would, we would be there if it wasn't. Mm. I think Phil
0: it, Henderson was there at the time, wasn't he? Phil Henderson, I can't quite.
1: Oh, it rings a bell.
0: Yeah, yeah. Oh, AFA, sorry, AFA. Phil Henderson, he'll kill me. Um, so, uh, okay. So, what did you do? Well, we ended up within focus. Yep. Um, Darren Sidehart,
1: you know, he's a very charismatic man, and you know great group. And then um, we've been with them. Well, we were with them for only a year or two before we just found it restrictive, you know, being with dealer groups in general, mm-hmm. um, and the cost and the comp- even the compliance that you know, making sure that they're ticking all their boxes. Yep. Um, we for each dealer group we were with, they would take a sort of fifteen percent of our revenue. Yeah. And um, we just decided that you know, maybe self-licensing was the way to go. Yeah. Because, you know, we just couldn't have the rug pulled out from under us and our, you know, it's a risk to the clients, a risk to us, it's a risk to everything.
0: Yep. yep. Um, so made a decision to go self-license. Yeah. Tell me about your journey with technology up into that space because I, I want to follow the evolution of your, um, you know, your systems because obviously mm. you've got focus, you've got different systems to, you know, uh, the network.
1: Yeah, well, that that's also very you – know, it, it's tough because we started off with coin – um, then we went to X plan X plan super expensive and then platform plus is the in-house um, software with um, in focus and that one wasn't quite you know was, uh, the same it yep. was more of a, it was a build as a compliance tool for them yeah so it was more about the dealer group than well th- it was their ability to keep track of all the people underneath them so I could see I understand it but um, yeah, we we were looking for something that was a bit more advanced.
0: Yeah, fair enough. It's um, or or a bit more for your systems, well, about your internal client conversations. Yeah, well, that it,
1: look, we, we've ended up with the advisor logic, which is you know, f- for me, I, I only up until twelve months ago had it used any of these systems in you know their capacity. I, I couldn't understand Coin X-Plan, X-Plan. Um, any of them, other than finding telephone numbers, yeah. You know, and you're paying twenty yeah. thousand dollars a year for yeah. You
0: it's know, a Rolodex can use them, and, and you're and you're not. Uh, that, that's often the way businesses work. You know, you tend to just fall into a. This is all I need out of it, so I don't push mm. myself to to understand what the additional parts of the software can do and how that might benefit.
1: One yeah, well, the one. modules built with it, with um, plan, they're you know they're they're bolt on, so you don't. Only the Power Planner really has the full suite of um, of software. So, the good thing about Advisor Logic is you know it's one size fits all and everyone gets the same thing. Yep. Um, and it's just much more intuitive. You know, it's 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 built in, the, in in the modern sort of way, so you can just essentially look at something and click on it, and it
0: it gives you what you want. Yeah, and how have you gone for the transition from those sub one? Well, it's to a, it's a
1: monster transition to get all the yeah. data in and out of these things. Yeah, it's a you know that top of doing SOAs every time you move it to AFSL. Yep, uh, going around everyone um, the way you have to based on your contract contractual obligations. It's um, yeah. Now it's 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 really quick. It's efficient. Um, it's easy to use. It's got this modeling tool that's. It's nothing like anything else in the in the market. Morningstar of taking it taking it over and pumping huge amounts of money into it. Um, you know, they've they attach their um, reports. Everything generates um, automatically, yep. um, so it's it's much more efficient. It's got lots. You know, the girls will probably tell you a lot more about it than what I can. But um, even from my perspective, you know, I can just
0: go in there and I could even generate a piece of advice <laughs> if I had do. <laughs> It's a, it's a good test. It's the litmus test. If I can do it, it's fine. <laughs> yeah. Um, tell me about your staff growth over that time because obviously… You- oh, well, look, they've, they've probably reduced. We've, we used to have,
1: when we started, probably six, seven people running around.
0: And going, going back to the boxes of paper. Yeah, well, that's yep.
1: it. We had one mm-hmm. person on, you know, a couple of two or three admin people just scratching around trying to collect data. We would have them put it into at least a format so when… You know, Stephanie, my wife went into a meeting. She'd at least have a concise executive summary of yep. what was going on, yep. other than just a file yep. of, to
0: dig through. In to front dig of the through and yeah. look
1: like a fool. Yep. So that's where our executive summary came from. So you know, that, that's one of the templates that we've built into the new software now and that just auto generates yep. um, from all the data feeds. Yep. Yeah. Look, it's been a.
0: It, it's come a long way. Yep. Come a long way. Fantastic. Now uh, let's get into this, um, this bit of a checklist or things that you've created when it comes to buying or selling or purchasing a business. Because I think this is equally as important to people selling their books as people purchasing or looking at purchasing businesses. There's obviously a lot of transactions have been happening over the last mm. little while, and it'll probably be a few more happening over the next few years. Uh, if you were buying a book now, talk me through the process. <sighs> where, where would we be? What would, what 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 tips and advice would you give me if we were looking at where would we start?
1: Well, look, it's. I think you've got to start and think what is what do you what do you want your business to look like before you even get into even thinking about I'll start with the end that. in
0: mind. Yeah.
1: Well, it's good the the numbers where the numbers sit and what do you, what is your
0: capacity? Yep. You know how. Is this one of these? Are you buying a? Are you buying a business or are you buying a job?
1: Yeah, well, you got to, uh, it. It it really does trap you if if you're going and leveraging everything you've got just about to get into the industry and say, right, I, look, I want to be a financial planner. I want to run my own show. You've got to understand how the numbers need to look for it to even be worthwhile. Yeah, and you know what you're getting your in, yourself in for if you if you don't structure it properly from day one. And it needs to be sizable and I, in my opinion, people just you've got to be careful because if you're don't, if you not,
0: not well-funded, um, it, it, it's, it's rife for danger. Yeah, okay. Tell me about the concept of, say, if I was looking at purchasing a business right now, making sure that I know my own, understand what my target market or my ideal client would look like and then look for those clients versus worrying about, you know, looking for the book for sale.
1: You're either looking at you're in a position where you're going to be working out the back of your car, or and getting referrals from a source that's reliable and they're good quality clients, and that that's one way to go. It's not easy because for sort yep. of, you know for say an accountant to trust you, accountants are not good referrers in general. I've, I was selling a, a small book of clients to a fellow a couple of years ago. You know we we're just cleaning up our, our business and. He said he was working in an accountancy practice, you know, at one stage and that the accountancy practice had set up its own planning division and the, the accountants still wouldn't even refer their clients in-house. So to to find someone who's going to refer you people that are ideal, is it, it's, it's a bit of a unicorn. Yep um you
0: know it takes a lot of work you know like
1: well they've got to trust you because what mm. are you got you know it's it affects their business if you make a mistake and then you know then they'd lose a client and you know what why would they risk that yep. essentially yeah they put their name against it so they do see there's a risk don't they oh, of course it is mm. of course it is because you, know, you know they've sent you over there to do a job you know for essentially based on their recommendation their um, reputation their reputation and if mm. you muff it up you know they could lose you know and if it's a client that's really worthwhile looking after they're gonna lose you know ten mm-hmm. fifteen thousand dollars worth of business themselves yep
0: so they lose they lose the money and they lose they lose face i guess you
1: yeah can say. so that that's that's a hard one look that's the best way to get clients though you know referrals from a good source yep um and but you've got to keep those 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 costs low but at the same time you know you can't meet somebody you know. Somebody's got two or three million dollars in a cafe, and expect them to trust you with your money. So you've got to have a a team. You've got to at least look the part, and to yeah. look the part, you're looking at half million dollars worth of you know, expenses. Yep. So you know, once you if if you you know ended up buying a business with a couple of million dollars worth of revenue, um, half that's gone in expenses to begin with.
0: Yep. And then
1: what's the debt on that look like?
0: Yeah. You know. Yeah, it's an interesting one, isn't it? Because obviously you've got a nice premises here, nice office um staff, you know, like room to move. Um people walk in, they see it's an established business. It's it's got um it's got uh, you know, offers and furniture and nice furniture. How do you see the the sort of the, the, the you mentioned out of the back of the car, but the sort of the work from home, you know, online, totally online, hundred percent online business?
1: Well, it's probably a generational thing. Younger people wouldn't see it as that much of a problem, but they're really <laughs> I don't think – they're not going to have enough money in their superannuation to be an ideal client. Um, and those sort of people in their 50s and 60s and 70s, they, they want to see someone face-to-face. Yep. They don't want to. They, they will work on Zoom sometimes, but um, – At some point, they want to see you. Well, they yeah. need, to, they need yep. to see your face. They want to, yep. they want to make sure you, you, you could be anyone. Yep. Really, it's it's, it's it's it makes it even more difficult over the over the telephone or over
0: yep. Zoom or that, yep. that sort of thing. Yep, very good. Uh, so, talk to me about your business now. What sort of what sort of clientele? Who's your target client or your ideal client now?
1: Oh, well, look, we've because we bought a lot of businesses. There's a fair bit of age in it, um, so we do we do need to start building up those 45 plus age group. Yep. Um, to have that longevity. So you've got to yep. always think about, you know, when you're buying a business, you know, if the if like exiting advisor is, you know, 65 or 70 and all the clients have been there for 30 or 40 years, you know, they're not going to be there forever. Yep. So there's there's multiple areas you've got to look at. You know, are you taking the whole business or are you is somebody chopping off the tail of a larger one to get rid of the clients that they don't want to deal with for one reason or another? Yep. You know, so are you, are you buying somebody else's problem? Are you buying the whole business? Um, are they exiting the business? You've got to make sure in your contract they, they are exiting the business.
0: Yeah, As in the, the professional the together. All together, yeah, you yeah. know. Not just uh, not just that business and then starting up. Leaving and, the country down the road.
1: would be a good idea. Yeah. <laughs> um, so you've got to have restraints in there and they're, they're only worth so much. Contracts are only worth as much money as you. you're willing yep. to spend on them in court. So yep. you've got to feel comfortable that, you know, the person you're dealing with is you know, telling you the truth. Yep. Yeah. 'Cause it look like that can come back to buy you.
0: Yeah. Um So so you're uh, so you've got some uh retired clients already uh, and you're looking to build out the forty five to Yeah, the forty five plus.
1: Yep. Yep. Yeah. So really getting into the retirement planning um is probably the most ideal space to to start growing longer term clients with sort of four or five hundred thousand dollars plus. Yep. Mm.
0: Okay so that's that's the target are they are they particular professions or have you have you really narrowed in or oh, look or are they just local
1: well no we look when we're not so worried about um the types of clients they are well person well, there's different personalities you'll learn in this business that there are more difficult professions to deal with than others Yes, I think we know those <laughs> so, <laughs> so if you have a whole heap of those yep um. They can be hugely analytical and time-consuming. Look, it's much easier to to work with one person with you know two million dollars than yep. you know ten with two hundred yep. Right. Yep. thousand. Yeah, right. Yeah, this is always. Yeah, is it, look, it's just got to get the, the numbers, the, the amount of work involved in doing a file nowadays. You just you're not doing it compliantly unless you're giving it the re- relevant amount of hours that it needs. Yeah, doesn't matter how efficient you are, how how good you are as a planner the paperwork takes so much time um and it, it needs to be done absolutely spot on otherwise you're in trouble so yep you need to go through it slowly you need to go through it methodically you got to have it checked yep. you've got to do you know audits of your own work ideally on a mon- monthly basis to make sure that you don't lose
0: things yep loose ends are the, the the death of you in this, in this industry so oh yeah that's a very good tip yeah um Talk to me about getting your own licence. How long did that process take and, and, well, and, and how did you go about it and what was the experience like?
1: Yeah, look, well, it wasn't wasn't too bad. We did our own licence application.
0: Yep. Um, so you didn't get the lawyers to do it? No. Obviously well, there are groups out there,
1: there that will do it for you, but yep. then you've still got to come up with all the, the documentation to justify everything. So you're, yep. only, you're only paying them to do 50% of it. So yep. we did it in-house. Um, it only took about – well, look at – after about six months, we rang him up and we said, how's it going there? Um, and the bloke, I think he forgot about our, you know, he either went on holidays or he forgot about our application. Right. So 24 hours later, you know, after the uh, three months more down the track, they said, "Ring us back in three months, um, some –
0: some nice girl named Cassandra just ticked it off, so. Right. <laughs> okay. So, you sort of got a little bit lost in the system at some point?
1: Yeah, and it worked out to our favour. So, and that yep. was just before they started to make it a lot more difficult to get your own
0: yep. licence. So yeah. So, how long you had your own licence for? Three years
1: now. Nice. Yeah.
0: Okay. And you're both uh, responsible managers on there? Or? Yeah, we are.
1: Yep. Yeah. So, um, you know, it, look, it does take a, there is a lot of work in the auditing and you've got to pay someone to help you. Yep. Um, we've got, you know, terrific support um, from our compliance yep. contractor. And look, it's not for everyone. It, look, it's certainly not for everyone because it is – it's it's a serious undertaking. Yep. I couldn't do it myself. Yeah. Stephanie does essentially everything on that side.
0: And t- so how has that changed your mindset from – being, you know, a business owner to then being a licensee and has that sort of added additional rigor to that or is it? Um...
1: Well, look, it's just changed our perspective, really. We're, 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 we're trying to grow not as a solo practice because, look, we've hit our ceiling already. Mm. You know, people, absolute maximum I reckon should be looking after 100 clients. Yep. We're, we're, we're doing a, um, a great program with QUT. Yep. So we're, we're going to be taking... You know a group of kids through a training plan every sort of three to six months yep a handful of them
0: so so that grad plan is that uh leading them into working as a say a, an associate yeah uh, um like a service servicing provider in the office or is it like it's not going to be the professional year is it no 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 they look they've got to start at the bottom we've yep. mapped out everything every job in this business
1: and they look if unless you're in a bank where you only sort of get a red, green, red and green button, or a round peg and a square peg, and if mm-hmm. it doesn't fit in that hole, yep. um, you can't do anything. Yep. you know it, it's really about teaching these these new, this new generation from absolute from start to finish. Because yep. look, even I'm of the, I came into it as the generation who, I, I can't really work without a paraplaner. Mm. You know, so we've we've been working on our system to be we able to generate our own documents in house with a you know digital template yep. which dramatically reduces the amount of time you yep. got to deal with these documents but if you're an advisor and you've got you know say these kids actually get to be advisors in say five years time they've got they've got a few impediments standing in the way purely because of their age yep. um but they need to know even they've got to learn the admin first they've yep. got to learn when a problem comes up how do you fix it otherwise you yeah. know you can't just hire an admin Yep. who knows what they're doing. It just doesn't exist. It really
0: exist. Or, or you've got to retrain them anyway into yeah, your Yeah, in, into your business. And your process and your beliefs and, and your values in your business. Talk, talk to me about that grad program. So how did you start that up and, and how does it work? Well, look, we've just been we've hired many good kids over, over
1: the last you know, 10 years, but none of them really wanted to be in the industry long term. So we spent money and time on them, getting them up to speed, and then some of them meant incredible then they leave yep. and we're like, well, I don't want any more kids who don't want to be in the industry um, because, you know, it, it's a significant amount of your time to get them yep. to a level where they're helpful and you can trust them and, the, you know, they can, they're can. not just task by task. Yep. So, you know, to be, to have strengths in in the practice, you've got to have an extremely strong admin side. Yeah. So we want, you know, we want to teach them from, Making telephone calls and doing research and submitting documents, through to turn, t- teach them how to be a paraplanner, how to structure the diary notes, and you know, eventually get to a position where you can put them in there for a you know professional year. There's yep. no, no one's gonna. It's it's a funny system they've come up with. Who's gonna pay you know fifty, sixty, seventy, eighty grand to train somebody, mm. and then. Are they any good at the end of that as well? Can you put? Can you trust and put them in front of clients that are worth lots, lots of money to the business, yep. and rely on them to you know not not only be a practitioner but efficient and a salesperson and you know, have that experience that yeah. only comes with time.
0: Yeah, exactly right. It's a, it's difficult for for a lot of small businesses to to look at funding that model. Um, and, yeah, so we'll end up with, uh, I guess, the larger businesses bringing them through. And, and like you said before, um, just, you know, where they go after they've finished their year, you, you 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 know, you want them to stay as well.
1: Yeah, well, absolutely. Absolutely. So that's why we're, we're trying to build a model where we can, well, we, we have a model where we're t- t- turning into a hybrid sort of franchise. Yep. Tell, um, tell me about the model. Well, look, it's it, we we just want to have some ARs who we can drive business to, because um, we've, we've I've spent the last couple of years uh, learning how to generate leads myself, yep. and run, you know, running our own in-house marketing. Yep. So we can generate the business. We just need hands on deck who are proficient, reliable, and you know want to you know be in the industry. And, and it's the way we've structured it, it's more profitable than buying. You know, getting yourself into into debt, um, buying a business, and then going through all the pitfalls that we we went yep. through. Yep. So the win-win for both. Well, that's it. If you can if you can earn from day dot, and then after sort of four or five years, you've got a solid you know book of a hundred clients with support without the costs. Yep. Um, it's just it's more efficient. You know, we're looking for, you know, we look at efficiencies every day in our business. So, you know, we've been able to create a model where people can, well, the new generation can get in, have a, not a free license, but somebody who will support them without taking all them, you know, a lot of, a large slice of their... Of their income.
0: So does that is that more like a um, professional practice? say a law firm or a... yeah, well or it's, a it is. it's more like that. Yeah,
1: so yeah. they work. They will work under our brand. They leverage off all of our infrastructure. We do all the compliance, check everything, make sure
0: everything gets done from a
1: legal perspective. Um, feed business through to them. So yeah,
0: fantastic. Okay, so then that, that's um, you're almost doing. All of the all of the bits around the outside, and, and you're getting them to focus on just the advice just the work and the relationship. Yeah, piece. that's it. Yeah. So
1: it's it's we we don't want to grow a large dealer group with you know, all sorts of yahoos that you <laughs> don't oh. don't know anything about. Like, uh, it, you know, I just can't imagine having 250 practices on, under your license that you really don't have any idea what is going on. You know, we we, we worry enough about 100 clients. Yeah. And whether everything gets done properly for, for those clients, let alone yep. thousands of them. I don't know how they survive without getting
0: – Yeah, exactly. So all the systems and processes in the back end you're going to take care of. Um, how many how, – how, how are you looking to grow this? How many are you looking to grow to?
1: Oh, look, at it. look it is based on our insurance as well. We're only allowed to take on two this year. Yep. Um, and then we renegotiate um, adding – and a handful more next year.
0: Yeah, okay. So then your PI has had some input into how steady, yeah. your steady growth. Plans. Yeah, that's
1: it. They just don't want us to go and just collect people. Yeah, and they want you to stay in control, obviously. <laughs> yeah, control, control the whole thing. So it, yeah. look, it's never going to be a monstrous group. Um, it doesn't need to be. If, if, if we're focusing on higher net worth clients, um, we don't need yeah. volume of people. We need volume funds under management.
0: Okay, so that's about um, just sort of steady growth to a, a larger professional practice. Yeah,
1: and make sure it's it, it's profitable in all areas. Um, it's manageable from a, a lifestyle perspective as well as um, you know workload. Because you know I've been reading some of these these reports coming out of uh, I can't remember where I was on the FPA site. You know, and there's what two thirds of advisors are seeking. Cycle, you know, psychological oh, yes. support, yeah, but yeah. you know, yeah, because yeah. of the stress and yep, um, and we're doing some some work with a uh, performance coach, you know, and there's a chart that explains, you know, from under stimulated up to uh, top of the curve where you're at maximum sort of efficiency, and then all the way down to the depression, and yeah. you know, and yeah, if there's too much for, for you know, we understand that you know, p- people need some balance. Um, we haven't had it so we we want to create you know a viable model that's you know people aren't overloaded yep um from a workload perspective so um, viable for everybody though well, it yeah. needs to be viable across the board if it's going to be a long term thing if we you know if it's going to be a 10 and 20 year plan yep um everyone's got to be happy in their where they where they're sitting you yep. know and earning and just not under as much pressure because rules keep changing um it's, it's, it's going to keep happening. Um, <clears throat> it it really—I don't know. It really should get easier once everyone's done their graduate, you know, the they sh- you know, graduate degree. They should be able to reduce some of the work, you know, red tape. But you know, they probably won't. We've always got to be a year or two ahead of what we think is going to happen.
0: Yeah. And now, talk to me about um, about your performance coach. You mentioned you had a performance coach. How long have you had them for? And-
1: oh, look. Um, my wife just did a AIA uh, session. It was, you know, had her sole CDP points yep. along with it. Uh, I think ladies Vanessa better and I haven't even started my. Uh, I know. I think you've spoken to her before. Yes. Yes. Yeah. So anyway, I'm. I'm just going to do uh, the staff and 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 I going to do a, a session with her because um, Stephanie got a lot out of it. Yep. And you know, it's all about. Doesn't matter how many hours you do, it's it's
0: what you do in those yeah, hours. Energy credits and understanding when you when you get the most out of things. Yeah, well, and, it, and balancing the young family as yeah, well, well as the business it, and all those it. things. Yeah. Because
1: look if you overdo it, you get burned out and then you, you can't leave. It's not like you just can't shut the door and switch light off, especially if you've got a debt attached to it. Yep. You're in there. You're in there and you're in the in the trenches. And to make sure, you know, you don't feel like a lot of the Financial
0: advisors in the industry do. Yeah, yeah, understanding where that burnout point and and that slope when you start going down the slope and to be able to recognise that early. Yeah, that's right.
1: So it's got to be, we need people to you know be able to go through their daily routine, smooth and consistent pace without getting
0: overcooked. Yep. Yep, fair enough. Now you mentioned about bringing on a couple of, um, of new authorised reps this year. Uh, apart from that, what else do you want to take the business to, sort of in the in the short term future?
1: No, oh, look, we're just we're just reducing our client numbers at the moment. That's yep. where we are, we're at the moment. Um,
0: how, how do you say that to a client? Is it uh, you know you've got a, a box and oh, what, well, what sort of conversations are you having, or are you selling um, bits off?
1: Well, but look, we've got well, we've always had less active clients than others. You know, if it's getting down to the stage where it's not just about client, you know, the client's portfolio but also their attitude. Yeah. We're really getting, you know, we need to make sure that people.
0: Are they actively engaged with you or not?
1: Yeah, that's well, that's it. You know, yeah. whether they get stuff back to you properly, you know, you're not chasing them around for yep. things. You know, that just creates more admin, more it's wasted time. You're not charging for it. So it's just another part of, you know, trying to find efficiencies in every little Scratch yep. them out of every little hole that you can.
0: Yep, and and you mentioned charging. How have you gone with your pricing structure? Have you is that something that's been a moving piece of, piece of the jigsaw puzzle, or is that? Oh, uh- look, our pricing's been pretty steady across the board
1: because looks just by chance with, when we took on the first practice, the lady church, You know, used to charge pretty heavily. Yep. Um. You know, and KPMG put a put a put a study out the other day. They reckon it's you know somewhere in the four thousands to produce a statement of advice so yeah. unless a client is you know bringing in five or six or seven thousand dollars plus it just it just doesn't yeah. work yep so going and buying a whole heap of season ds as they call them in the transactional world you know that have two or three thousand dollars or less is a bad idea
0: yeah it's like like you said it's one of those things if the the season Ds are they usually the ones that aren't engaged Oh, yeah, and don't have that engagement and with, relationship. And
1: with an annual opt-in, it, it what are you going to do? Like, I, I don't even understand how a transaction is going to happen um, unless someone is naive enough with, with this annual opt-in. You know, yeah. without a transition plan. Um, yeah, that, that that that's added even a, a, another level of complexity to a transaction, and that's come in since I've. You know we've put a line underneath, yeah doing, interesting doing transactions because
0: you're probably right uh those clients will be in a few years' time if they're not um if they're not responded then they're not going to be clients anymore and yeah no,
1: the whole thing's gone, you're left with the debt you're going under, they lost the house, Yeah. so yep. how would you how to get in there and even get these clients to sign a new form Yeah. um to to keep that revenue yep going so you know, if- it's it's it's, it's It's even more more difficult than it used to be.
0: So at the moment you're really going through and looking at the engagement of your existing clients to say which ones are not going to likely be engaged in the future and we need to work out what we're going to do with them now. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, fantastic. And uh, look, long, long long-term plans, how do you see it all all, uh, shaping out? Obviously there's going to be less, uh, maybe less advisors and more people.
1: Yeah, well, look, we're probably going to be reducing, you know, our client numbers down to – you know, really quite manageable. Yep. You know, the ones that we work with personally. Yep. Those million dollar plus clients. Yep. And just run a much more efficient operation, and then grow the the um, external. Well, we, they're essentially self employed external ARs because yep. we don't we don't want. Um, we've we've hired multiple ARs over the years, and it's never worked out. So we we feel that you know people who, who are self employed are going to be. Have the right attitude yep. for growth. Yep. Um, so we don't we don't want to be involved in their day to day. Um, we just want to we want them to run their own operation. Yep. Um, but just have you know let be able to leverage off the infrastructure that we have. Yep. Okay. Yeah.
0: Nice. Fantastic. Thank you uh, for coming on the podcast today and and sharing your journey. It's been an incredible. Uh, if somebody wanted to continue the conversation with you, what's the best way for them to reach out?
1: Oh, look, you know. There's always uh, our phone number on the website. Websters Wealth yep.
0: and the and the URL. Yeah, Websters Wealth. Webster's with an S.
1: Webster's with an
0: S. Yep. Uh, and uh, and what about LinkedIn?
1: Um, yeah, we're both on Stephanie and I. Are both on LinkedIn. Yep. Um, so we're available there. But look, the um, the website's got our office number, and uh, we are looking for people who are interested to to look at a pseudo self employed model. Yep. Um, because you look, you. You've got two parts to any business. Doesn't matter what it is. Generally, generally, it's it's um, operations and then business development. And you can't do both properly in this industry. Yep. So unless somebody's driving one half of it, you can't. You know, practitioners just don't have the ability to to grow unless they have somebody helping them on the other side.
0: Yeah, to divide their time up between the two.
1: Yeah. So you know, I'll, I'll end up moving into a, just pretty much the marketing. Role, yep. In
0: the future, fantastic to the yeah, um, business growth. Yeah, business so we build
1: the build the profile, build the traffic, um, generate more. Because look, there's so much there's there's so much movement, and with all these advisors leaving, uh, there's going to be no one left in you know three years time. Hardly anyone left, and some of them are going to you know have their nappies on. Um, there's only going to be a handful, sort of in my age bracket. Yep. You know, just about to turn forty or forty to fifty yep. left. So there's going to be a huge amount of movement in, in clients it, from old, whether the practice has been sold and they don't want to stay there and looking for a new advisor. Yep. You know, it's a great opportunity for people to, you know, pluck business out of, you know, the pool. Yeah. And look, you don't need a lot. You don't need a lot. You just need the right ones. Um, You need to make sure your business is structured properly. Um, The compliance is just going to keep coming. So unless yeah. you... Uh, have some support there. You, yeah. you, it, it's, it may not work out for you if you if you go into a straight transaction.
0: Yeah, just fine. be careful with the transactions. <laughs> learn learn from the uh, learn from the mistakes of the past. Thank you so much for coming on the podcast. Um, yeah, we look forward to following the journey. Thank you very much.